for anyone visiting and living in central Tokyo, come visit the Nakameguro Tap Room from Baird Brewery. Opened in 2008, Nakameguro Tap Room is the first Tokyo area tap room from Baird Brewery. Their kitchen specializes in New Haven style of pizza, which I have told you is the best style of Neapolitan pizza. New Haven style places a high emphasis on high temperature baking, fresh seasonal toppings, and a crispy light crust. Combined with all the classic Japan based Baird beers on tap, enjoy all vintage beer hall feels at Nakameguro Tap Room. There's even a sofa area and a large TV screen great for sporting events. Only a two minute walk from Nakameguro Station, the tap room is open daily until 10 pm. For more information, visit bairdbeer.com. But really, the community here is really lovely. And in fact, like we give each other work. So when I was kind of shooting like freelance, like portrait stuff, um, I had a friend who was also doing that. And rather than deciding to like compete with each other and hate each other, we decided to like collab and we ended up like, you know, giving each other work and making it like. We created more between us because we created this like community and like we learned of each other. So I'm very much about like learning off others and also giving back, like paying it forward. So I do like workshops and things like、It's、that、awesome. where I talk about like. Because the one thing that I'm really interested in is personal branding.、Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't really know why I like it so much, but I think that there is a power in like creatives using like marketing strategies and social media to like show their work to people. Like, why should we keep it hidden? Hello there. Welcome to Made in Japan Conversations with Meljo Catalan. This is my podcast about Japan, but it's not just your run of the mill cool Japan podcast. I want to explore a side of Japan besides the sushi and the sumo, anime, and video games. I'm here to extrapolate and meditate with the local people that your travel guide probably doesn't touch on. People that are hungry for making it. And people that have made it. This podcast is my talks with them. Skibbity bop bop. What, what is happening, everyone? Welcome to the Made in Japan podcast. I am your host, Meljo Catalan. And if you're new to this channel, welcome. Konnichiwa. How are you all doing? And、uh, yeah, it's good to be back. If you don't know, Made in Japan podcast is mostly a donation based podcast. If you would like to donate and you enjoyed most of my episodes or just this episode, please feel free to go to my Ko fi page. That's ko fi.com slash made in Japan podcast.、Um, I'm very grateful for all the people who have donated in the past, and I am looking forward to g e t back into this pod of mine. And with that, Being said, I am really amped up, fired up. Oh man, I have an awesome guest on、uh, for this、uh, comeback from my long,、uh, was it long? Not really long, but I had, I had a few months of a hiatus because I'm just whoop, whoop, damn busy, really busy. So、um, I am here to welcome all of you guys to. A one Lisa Knight.、Uh, Lisa Knight is a photographer here in Tokyo,、um, but she does a lot of, she takes a lot of photos all over Japan. 
And she is also the uh, digital content director of Tokyo Weekender magazine. Um, if you don't know about Tokyo Weekender magazine, I've done an episode in the past. You can check out my backlog. Anyways, let's get back to this episode, though, because、uh, Lisa Knight, she has taken some wonderful po- photos in recent years. And if you check out her, especially her Instagram page, at Lisa in Japan, you're going to see there's some there's some good stuff in there.、Um, she also has start, started to dabble into videography. So, and I think there, I think she can be an amazing videographer too.、Uh, she's got that eye. And、uh, I had a chance、uh, to meet up with her、uh, before an art gallery that she has, you know, she's, she's busy. She's got to do a lot of stuff. And she, Took the time to come out, and then we just、uh, hung out at the tap room and,、uh, you know, trying to find out what Lisa is all about.、Um, very charming, very well spoken Aussie lady. And、uh, I just finally, it was good to come back, and, and she is a great episode to、uh, listen to, especially if you're really into photography. and Going and traveling to this country that is just super photo friendly.、Um, but yeah, let's get it. Without further ado, we're gonna hang out with street photographer Lisa Knight. And here we go. You know, one thing, filling a quota is like a fickle thing, you know, because、uh, of course you want diversity, and diversity is the spice of life, right? But, and you don't want to go too much in the, the deep end of like one specific person. And really, Lisa, I just thought I had never had an Aussie on my show. Really? And I'm just like, she's the girl. And that's the only reason that you're here right、oh, now. The only reason. <laughs> the, token, <laughs> the token Aussie. I'm happy to be there. I mean, and then I meet you for the first time, and your voice is just the perfect voice for the Aussie. I'm like, all right, quota is filled. And I'm super Aussie. <laughs> Often when I meet people, actually, they comment on how they're surprised at how Australian I sound. But, okay. How Aussie are you? How Australian are you? I'm not that. <laughs> I don't think I'm very, like, like bogan Aussie. You know what a bogan <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I, think I was studying、like, last night, so. I'm like, I'm probably like 15% bogan, I would say. Okay. Just okay. because I lived on the Gold Coast for a while. Anyone who lives on the Gold Coast, I'm really sorry. But <laughs> I, got, I absorbed the bogan through osmosis by living on the Gold Coast. Okay. But then I moved to Melbourne,、yeah. where I feel like it's a little bit more cosmopolitan. And I thought I was just speaking pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah, I frequently get people saying, wow, you're really freaking Australian. <laughs> Uh, describe the Gold Coast because I always hear good things about the Gold Coast, but I've never been, so、um, is it different than the really, city? Yeah. yeah, it's very different、okay. to the city. So, like, I was, I was born in Sydney, so I spent the first 10 years of my life in Sydney, which is very like city style.、Mm-hmm. Then I moved to the Gold Coast, which is like a small country town on the beach,、okay. basically. It's now very popular, but when I was living there, it was still not. 
uh, like a big city. Mm. Property was very cheap. Um, and you, is it touristy? It's very touristy. Okay. Okay. So do you know Surfers Paradise? Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really good paradise. I guess. Yeah, no, it's okay. Pretty, okay. I mean, Paradise is for bogans, basically. Like, <laughs> I can't believe we're just talking about bogans now. Straight off the bat. Straight off the bat. But like, yeah. So you were raised in the Gold Coast, and then you moved to Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Okay, so yeah. I've always heard Melbourne is like the city. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm on the Melbourne side. I really love Melbourne. Okay. Mostly because the cost of living is not as bad as Sydney. Okay. But Melbourne is very artsy, it's very diverse. There's like, like it's just a really lovely place to be. You meet mm. a whole, you meet a whole range of people. Mm. Um, but it's all. I also have a soft spot for it because it's where I started my career okay. and where I met my husband. Nice. So okay. Melbourne for me is home okay. in terms of my Australian home. Let's let's talk about Melbourne then. Like, yeah. what's the, the, that career? What was that? Path? So. Um, I studied law for five years. I studied. Did I hear about this? So maybe. I think I did. Yeah. Are I, you a lawyer? Are you? Technically, no. Okay. I was never admitted okay. as a solicitor in Australia. I was 99.9% .9 of the way there. Mm. I just had to fill in the paperwork and get admitted. Mm -hmm. um, so I did five. I studied law and psychology. Okay. Um, for five years, then I did a year and a half of my postgrad legal training. I was working in dispute resolution in a bank, so okay. I was on the way. Okay, yeah. I was 99.999% of the way there. I had everything ready to go to be admitted as a lawyer, and I was kind of acting in the capacity of like a trainee lawyer when I was at the bank. Mm. And then I just woke up one day and I just had this kind of realization that I absolutely did not want to be a lawyer. What was it like? Just you know, wake up and be like, you know what? This is isn't. This is Basically, it. Yeah. I was kind of devastated. I was like, oh no! Like, what do I what do is, now? Like, that must have been such a shocking moment. Yeah, it was. Right? It was upsetting. Okay. Yeah, I definitely cried a lot that week okay. when. I think I just realized that it just simply wasn't where I was supposed to be. Okay. I, I just had this kind of like light bulb moment. Like this is not the path you're supposed to take. Okay. And and then I just felt like seven and a half years of my life, I just went all the way backwards. I cannot imagine yeah. that. Like working something to a goal for seven years, which is a long time. Yeah. How did you recover? I moved to Japan. Here we go. What a great <laughs> segue. Like, well, if I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start from scratch. I'll start from scratch somewhere else. What was the interest in Japan? No interest. I just could get an easy working holiday visa. Okay. Yeah. You know what's funny? You're very similar to me in that way because yeah. everyone like thinks you know. Okay, you came here because you like anime or, yeah, or yeah. like you want all that stuff. I had I, I was just a teacher yeah. and I just thought my friend just said. It's a really good salary if you're a uni teacher in Japan. Yeah. And I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah. I'm like, all right, with, I had no idea. And I just took a, got a plane ticket right here. Yeah. So I think we're similar to yeah. that way. So That's basically it. What, when you got here, what was the, you know, the intent, I guess? Oh, honestly, like, I don't, I think the intent at the time was like very, um, like, uh, like, 
focused on like regenerating and like just learn like understanding who I am because I spent so much time like climbing the corporate ladder working for a business like being very adulty you know in my early 20s early mid 20s that like I feel like I just needed to like understand what I liked in life who I was like experience a new culture it was kind of just it was as though like I had hit rock bottom and I just didn't know what to do so I thought let's just go to Japan and enter the the most corporate city yeah, <laughs> like in the world like yeah, corporate basically. oil machine well oiled corporate machine um yeah. so you got here and then like I guess we'll go straight to your photography cuz like I think that's why you are actually really here even though you're still filling my quota though <laughs> but like <laughs> but like I look at your photos and uh, you can tell me where, you know how you got into the mm. photography, uh, of course. But like, your photos are very striking to me, mm, especially your street photos, because um, I'm a big fan of Ed. You know Edward Hopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like when I saw your first three, you know, photos, street photos, like especially nighttime photos, mm. like in in like the OG local Izakaya, oh, uh, Nomiya, yeah. Nomiya areas. Yeah. I I thought of Hopper, and I'm like. Yeah. It's Lisa's basically painting with with photos, like what Hopper does with empty shadows and lights and stuff Mm. like that. So, yeah, that 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 took me. That really struck me as like something I like really like. Um, So, how did that happen then? Well, it all goes back to like basically like quitting my job in Australia, having a pretty decent like existential crisis, Mm. uh, sort of basically a personal crisis. I was. Start, it felt like I was starting from scratch again. It was very overwhelming. So why not move to the most overwhelming city in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. I think, you know, fight fire with fire. Yeah, kind of, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. Somehow I felt most at peace in Tokyo because of the anonymity, because of like the chaos going on around me. It felt as though I could really f- glide through the city, just like kind of taking in what I'm seeing. It was so different to Australia. So I really felt like like the way that I think about that first year in Japan is like somebody opened up my head, pulled out my brain, rearranged all the parts and then put it back in. Like I was like fundamentally different. Yeah, it, it really does mess you up. Yeah, right? like in good or bad ways. Like you can kind of choose whether it kind of like confuses you and overwhelms you or kind of inspires you. Yeah, um, it, it, I, I can imagine Bes- besides the, the, for me like that, Never Never Land feeling that first year, yeah, yeah. that that rearranging of like, what, what am I do? What are my morals? Like, exactly. What is good? What is bad? What, yeah. you know? Who am I? <laughs> am I? Like, what are my values? What are my beliefs? Like, what do I want out of life? Like, literally, it was that year. Hell that yeah! I had to like think. Oh god, I got a lot of soul searching to do. What an amplification of your recovery. <laughs> Yeah, so it was basically the photography started like we moved into a tiny, tiny, tiny one room studio. Uh, My husband had to go to work. Uh, He was working more than me at the time. I was working part time at a like children's school, Mm -hmm. Howie Gwen kind of. And um, I was kind of lonely, like I didn't really have any friends at the time, I, but I also like wasn't ready to make friends yet. I kind of like needed needed time to myself. Um, so I would, I started 
actually started making collages on the computer. Like that was my first like foray into like creativity. Mm. And then um, I decided to go walking around with my camera because I thought, well, I'm in Tokyo. Why am I sitting in my apartment all day? I could just be in Melbourne doing this. Right. right. So I would just like research places to go. And then because I had social anxiety at the time, I had no friends. I was like, oh, I don't want to walk around just like mm, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me walking around. Like, where were the first areas where you were walking around? The first place I went to was Todoroki Valley in oh, wow. Setagaya. That's a good, good first place. Yeah, I, it's like that's the first place where yeah. I was like, right, get out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, take your camera, let's go for a walk. We're walking. And <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I went there and took photos, and I hated every photo I took. And but it was like that started okay. me using my camera, kind of was like a way to. Um, I don't know, like not be so self-conscious, mm. but then I realized like the meditative qualities mm -hmm. of having a camera, you know, you when you're looking through the viewfinder, you're not thinking about all the other stuff that's happening in your life, like, you know, who am I? Mm -hmm. You're just like, let's take a photo of this pretty flower. Okay. And then I found that that is what then took over. I would use it as like my meditation because I can't sit still. I'm a pretty like flighty yeah. kind of like jumpy person. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Really cannot sit still. Um, How do you keep your hands stable when you're taking a picture? Hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Stance, late legs, knees. Yeah. Okay. okay. And and uh, uh, what's it called? Like stabilization. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I'm not that dumb about photography. <laughs> but like, uh, okay, so did you always like to do nature shots at first, or? Was it just any any medium was any? Uh, you know. Um, it started with like sunsets. Okay. Then it was flowers. Okay. Then it sort of started being my friends. I was like, hey, let's do a pretty shoot in the garden okay. together. And then it became. And then I think it just grew from there to like street. Yeah. And then a bit more conceptual, and then kind of series of things. So I okay. think it sort of progressed. Okay. When did you start actually doing street, you know, street photos, like soon after or? Like really, really doing it? 2020. 2020. COVID. Okay. okay that really, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Then. So when I look at your stuff, like I have always, I've been curious, like, are you an early morning person or are you like a late night owl, like kind of gal? I don't know. Like, cause I don't, I don't know what time of day in some of the photos that you take it. And that to me is magical. You, um, I guess you don't have to tell me, but like, yeah. uh, what's your routine like when you're taking a, you know, you're going on a photo run? Photo run? Is that how you say? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a night person. Okay. I'm in bed by ten every night. Ten thirty. Okay. I guess I, we're old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my thirties now. Like, I'm, bed is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't really stay out any later than like nine thirty, okay. ten o'clock. So okay. I don't really get this should be a meltdown style photos, but but I do get like the dusk, like twilight, uh, not no more like blue hour. Blue hour, yep. yeah. Okay. Kind of style. Okay. Do you like to? Have you ever done like really early morning photo shoots? Um, yeah, I have before. Like yeah. it's, I mean, usually about like seven or eight. Okay. It is exciting to like walk around and. I, I kind of like when people are going to work. I yeah. like shooting people going to work. Awesome. Yeah. I've always loved that too. Like, I've always thought about like how amazing if you wake up, waking up at like five a.m. Yeah. And just just walking through the city and just yeah feeling cool. the flow of the of people yeah. like doing going about their day. Um, when did for you? I know you started also doing um, working with uh, Tokyo Weekender. Yeah. Um, how did that start? 
That's kind of, it's a really long but good story. Um, so basically, like in 2020, um, as you know, like things were really difficult. Like we you couldn't like we couldn't really like leave Japan. Um, so then, at the time, I was I was still working at like the Hoi Gwen, um, but I was going quite like it was very tiring okay. to work with children every single day, 10 hours a day. And then I started like supervising it, and it was just like a lot. Yeah. So I was trying to think like what's what are my next steps? And then I realized that like during COVID, like nobody's coming into Japan. So all the photographers that are better than me are not coming in at the moment. So I have this really rare opportunity to like level up my skills, get myself out there, even though I'm not as talented as these like other like photographers. What are you talking about? Oh, I mean, you Stop. know, back then I was still practicing. Stop being so modest. But I realized like this like strategy, like I kind of yeah. had this strategy for like, <clears throat> while people are not here there's this scarcity and i'm going to use the scarcity to my advantage and start producing work and like getting myself out there as like a female photographer yeah. in tokyo and i was like one of very few um so and then i taught myself videography and then at the time video i was teaching myself that reels started so then re i was like producing for reels and instagram right. were like yay thank you for making reels and not tiktoks yeah. and like pushing my work to people right right um and then basically like my work just landed in the hands of the right people who needed somebody to be a photographer and a videographer which is kind of not a common skill set yep. yep um like most people like focus on one or the other rather than like being a, like sort of like doing both Mm -hmm. So, yeah, basically, like, my boss Liam found yep. me on Instagram. Shout out to Liam. What's hey, up, Hey, Liam. Love ya. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I always say thank you to him. <laughs> he, like, you know, one week I'm literally changing 20 diapers of, like, screaming children who are slapping their, like, wet nappy at me and screaming in my face. And, right on my head right and then the next week I'm like running you know the Instagram and going to on hotel shoots yeah. so like my my life changed in an instant yeah let's talk about your videography because girl like the, sh the stuff you did with um, really? the Tokyo Creative Tokyo uh, Creative uh, uh, Spotlights, like shout out to Ken Frog, like, oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. I was like, she's got it. Oh, she's yay. like, you have Thanks. an eye for cinematography. I'm like, why aren't you doing more? Yeah, time. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. I guess, but like, I, I, I wonder, are you going to continue pursuing? You know, like, because yeah, you've got it. Like, oh, I was like. Thanks. Like I don't, I think you like missed. I, I don't know what it is, but w the picture when you make a film, yeah, you have like I don't know what kind of filter or whatever it is, but it's like very smoky to my yeah. my eyes or yeah, misty. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got a very cinematic feel, really cinematic feel to it when you're interviewing people. Um, what do you think? I don't know. Um, so the misty thing is just the fact that I use an old 85 1.8 okay. and and lighting is really important. I think I really enjoy lighting okay. and, and manipulating light to create. I definitely like I'm drawn to like that dreamy feel. So like definitely for me, I also feel like the Ken Frog, shout out to Ken Frog. Um, shout out to this one. Voice of Tokyo <laughs> there <you> go. was <laughs> again like defining for me. Yeah. It was my the second time that I had made a like documentary style video um, and it was basically like uh, the 40 mil was on the tripod mm -hmm. just set and forget and mm. then I was hand holding an 85 holding your breath holding my breath 
holding my breath. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, my colleague, and shout out to Lynn. Lynn was um, doing uh, the questions. Okay. So it was just a two girl thing. That's awesome. And then I edited everything. And also, Ken Frog has an amazing story. So, yeah, love what a him. great subject. But like, yeah. Just, it looked like you were doing it for years. Aww, and I'm like, it, it my really, second one ever. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, why aren't you doing music videos for I, I would artists? love to do that. Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. I have made a music video for yeah. a friend when I was still learning videography. It was kind okay. of cack. But okay. <laughs> Yeah. I have a mad respect for you, Lisa, because Aww. you do, you know, I anyone that focuses on the art and is self-taught, people like that, like, I, I'm a self-taught musician as well. Yeah, cool. Like, it's just like, I have a lot of respect for people that drive to learn and mm. keep learning. So, I guess what I wanted to know is like, do you, do you often collab with other photographers, like on photo shoots, or, or I, I don't know what your vibe is like with other photographers? I have a lot of photographer friends, okay. so we we don't necessarily go on like sh like walks or shoots yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. Okay. But I definitely talk about photography a lot with people. Good. Um, I'm very much of like the community over competition kind of way of thinking. Um, Is there a competition? Not in Tokyo. I, I mean, sometimes. So. <laughs> really? But really, the community here is really lovely. And in fact, like we give each other work. Yeah. So when I was kind of shooting like freelance, like portrait stuff, um, I had a friend who was also doing that. And rather than deciding to like compete with each other and hate each other, we decided to like collab and we ended up like, you know, giving each other work and right. making it like, we created more between us because we created this like community and like we learned of each other. So mm. I'm very much about like learning off others and also giving back, like paying it forward. So mm. I do like workshops and things like That's that awesome. where I talk about like, cause the one thing that I'm really interested in is personal branding mm -hmm. for some reason. I don't really know why I like it so much, but I think that there is a power in like creatives using like marketing strategies and social media to like show their work to people. Like why should we keep it hidden? Yeah. So I do some workshops on like how people can do that on Instagram and it's, yeah, I noticed that you do these work these uh, photo workshops yeah. um, and you're yeah spreading the to the community. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant thing to do. Um, what what is the, what's the next step for you? What do you what are you hoping to uh, do in the future? Um, so like a lot is happening in my life right now. Uh, I've, I've so heard. got an ex exhibition happening currently. I'm going to go to it straight after this. Um, I just won a really big award at work yesterday. What? I won Congratulations. a really huge, like, really bikini star, like, what the heck, how did I win this? But yeah, like... The holding your breath and taking a photo competition. Basically, like, all I do is press buttons for a living, like, now I'm winning a... No, it was wow. I'm really happy. So okay. the next steps are looking at the ways that I can use kind of the skills that I have mm. um, to basically help grow Tokyo Weekend. Uh, that's awesome. Because that's where, like, you know, I just absolutely love like who I'm working with, what I'm working for, what I'm what we're working towards as a team. Mm. I really want to be part of that. Like I really feel like I was always supposed to be, you know, working for Tokyo Weekend. Uh, okay. Because okay. I just, you know. It's, we're just sharing information with people about Japan and right. we're creating a community of people in Tokyo and you know and it resonates with me because when I moved here I didn't really have a community so I want to really like create Great communities community. yeah I've seen you on Instagram um, where is a recent place that you really loved because I've seen you take some really beautiful photos I'm like oh I've never been there yeah I want to go now <laughs> 
like so many places. So recently, where did I go? Oh, I went to Totori. Totori, okay. Totori recently, and I basically have never heard of Totori, and except the sand dunes, okay. you know, like. Did you what go else there? is that? We go? did, okay. but there's more to Totori than the sand dunes. The, actually, the nature there is out of control. It's mm. absolutely stunning, and there's no tourists. Wow! Like basically no tourists. Right, right. So if you're like an adventurer type, like you like driving cars, you like waterfalls, right. you like basically um, experiencing like deep Japan, Totori is it. Right. It's. It's. I think it's like easier just to take a plane there, right? Yeah, we got a plane there. Yeah, it was yeah. like 45 minutes okay, on a plane okay. or something. Ha, totally. Yeah. yeah. What about the, the... I noticed you also did, you know, as you mentioned, hotel shoots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you plug in with like some of your favorite onsen hotels that you like? Oh, yeah. Um, so actually, I just do a lot of work for one hotel called Fufu. And okay. they do some really cool stuff. Like they have... I mean, they're just expanding all around Japan and they're very like luxury, okay. fusing like, uh, like Japanese aesthetic, like but different styles of like the Japanese aesthetic, like Taisho Eda stuff or like more like modern or traditional like so they have a range of like hotels my favorite one is in Atami they have this absolutely outrageously stunning hotel in Atami called Atami Kaihoro and they have this like particular like glass dining area designed by Kengo Kuma okay. which is it's just beautiful right um, so I go to I do I go around Fufu a lot taking photos. I'm pretty jealous for that type of gig. It's pretty cool. I would love to just just hang out, even in, ugh, with my bad photo skills. But I would just <laughs> love to hang out in nice hotels with a It's really good. It's definitely perks of the job. Oh yeah. man. Okay, so we got we can't I can't let you go unless you tell me some crazy stories about. Japan life or any um anything that comes to mind. Oh, yeah. oh, I have a lot. I know everyone yeah. has, but like, what's something recently that you've experienced that was, you know, just kind of like only in like only, only in, in Japan. Japan. Oh, I have one straight off the bat because it happened very recently. Okay. So I recently went to Kyoto. Mm. I went there for a shoot, but the shoot was really short, so I had permission to stay longer. Mm. Uh, so the next day, it was kind of my goal to like create some like editorial content yeah. about parts of Kyoto that are, that tourists don't go to. You know, yeah. everybody goes to Higashiyama, everybody goes to Arashiyama, and it's packed. You know, like you're not having a good time. You're waiting 45 minutes for food. So my goal was to find the empty Kyoto. Mm -hmm. So I went to this place called Emmachi Station. Emmachi? Emmachi. Emmachi, okay. And it's like three, like maybe like five or six stops after Kyoto Station on okay. the Sanin line. Okay, anyway. the local train? Yeah, yeah okay. towards Arashiyama. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So I started off the day, I was, you know, researching, I love going on Google Maps. So I was like researching some like places like in a circle, like I can do a loop and then mm. show people the itinerary of like, look at this easy loop you can do in Kyoto. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I went to a few places along the loop and it was like very lovely. And then I went to this Daruma temple mm. and the Daruma temple was freaking awesome and nobody was there. I was the only person there that. in the middle of the day on a Saturday. I love that. Nobody's there. <laughs> Anyway, and then I thought, oh, I'm gagging for a coffee. <laughs> so I left the Dadama temple and I stood in the shade outside the temple and yeah. I pulled out my phone and I just started typing in cafe when this tiny old lady comes running up to me and says in English, where are you going? I was like, oh, actually, I'm looking for a cafe. Mm. I really want a coffee. And she was like, I have a cafe. It's 20 meters away. And I was like, and she's like, come with me. 
thing. And I'm like, okay, either this is going to be a really cute experience or I'm getting abducted. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, I'm getting scammed. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, you know what? Like, you know, like realistically, I could beat this lady in a fight. Not joking. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I don't endorse that. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I went with her to a cafe yeah. and it was, um, it was the most adorable little cafe with like tatami mats and it was her daughter in the kitchen and when I, when I walked in, she said to her daughter, we have a customer, yay! So and so she sat me down, she turned the aircon on, she explained like the cafe to me and then, uh, she gave me a like, eggs, like tamago sando and uh, iced coffee, she didn't rip me off. It, then we just had the most stunning, beautiful, wholesome experience. We traded stories. She gave me some postcards. Oh like gosh. she just and she was like, "Please tell your friends about here because I opened here in COVID and oh, no tourists yeah. come here. And I and please tell your friends about me yeah. and here if you want to." Stroke of luck and lo and behold, Lisa and I coming to the rescue. I'm like, babe, I got you. I got, got you. you. <laughs> So then she was like, oh, by the way, and she, this is all in English, by this the is way. So cute. That's so cute. She's like, oh, I'm like a Kyoto registered tour guide. Can I show you around some like geisha districts, around some temples? And I'm like, absolutely. So she took me to this like really amazing temple, explained all these like really like things that I wouldn't have known without her. Right, right. Uh, she showed me to like, the, took me to the geisha district. We said like, then she had to go back to the cafe. We said goodbye. And it was the most beautiful experience all because, you know, she saw me and just, oh, wanted a customer. I love that about, and yes, it is an oldie in Japan yeah. kind of vibe. Like, I love it. Like, you go to this no, like, no name town, yeah. village, and yeah. then just like the warmth. The warmth. Um, the warmth. Yeah. You can feel it. Um, by the way, being a registered tour guide, that is a freaking hard test. Yeah, no, she, so like, she was so proud of it. She showed me the certificate. She like ran upstairs to show me. She's like, oh, look at the gold. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had a friend who is a registered for a tour guide for uh, Kamakura. Ah, cool. And it's it's the same. It's, it's, like, it's like hard. Yeah, it's like and you really get like a hard. proper little yeah. thing afterwards. Yeah, and you got to speak like either English or Chinese, you know. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. So, wow, props to this, that lady. I want to meet her. Yeah, so I, I really like support, like I, Definitely like like spammed her cafe oh, like in my nice. stories. I was like, everybody got to go here because like it was genuinely delicious. And and like you know I don't want to support Starbucks. I want to support her cafe. Hell yeah, of course. You know, and like you know when when she walked in and told her daughter we have a customer, mm. like you know my heart breaks because like Kyoto has this over tourism problem. Mm. But then these like places that are just desperate. One reason I left Nakameguro was, I, you know, was it changed. This used to be a very bohemian uh, place, a lot of like shokunin masters, right? Yeah. And we went back to my, I bought my apartment in my old place where I lived. It's yeah. in, uh, it's uh, Hatanodai, Togoshi, it's near Togoshi Ginza. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, Nishinagawa? Uh, yeah, uh, kind of, but it's on the Oimachi line. Oh, okay, okay. And so, and this yeah. is a very local Tokyo. Yeah. I would totally. love to invite you to this Yay. area because these yeah. cute Shoten guys, they're in need of that community support, especially for, there's not so many foreigners in that yeah. area, but like yeah. the cute cafes, the, 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 the lady that has a little antique shop or the, oh, 
the guy with like you know the guy making has his own coffee bean shop you know and uh uh, the local Japanese know about these yeah. really because they're popular in Japanese media yeah. but I would love you to go in and just, just just see the vibe absolutely I'm there see the vibe yeah I'll, I'll text you the Google map definitely later. I've been to Togoshi Ginza <laughs> before and yeah. I felt I really stood out I was like the only it's, it's getting popular now there's a lot oh, of good. there's like a lot of foreigners coming in so you got Togoshi Ginza yeah. and then you have like Musashi Koyama ah yeah 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 the next Triad, the part of the triad is uh, Hatanodai, oh. and it's just this area called yeah. Ebera, Ebera Machi. Oh. And that, that's my hood right now. It's like Mecha Mecha Shotengai. This, like. is, this is deep. <laughs> Shotengai this is Shotengai. deep Tokyo. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. I love that. And yeah. it's just like moving there back, it's just like a f- breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like, and I'm now rewiring my brain oh, again. It's like, oh. oh, I have to speak Japanese all 24 7 now. <laughs> Teach me. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. Thank you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna invite you. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I was also telling uh, Brandon and some other um, models that want to do other photo shoots. Yeah. This is the area. I think many foreigners yeah. don't even know this is the area. There are so many places that people yeah. don't know about. It's like when people message me on Instagram, like, "Hey, I'm coming to you know Tokyo for ten days. Where do you recommend?" I'm like, "But I've lived here for four years and I've I've seen blip percent of it." Like, By the way, congrats on your extension on your visa. I got a three visa. You, like, you were so happy on it. I cried. <laughs> I cried in Shibuya. I jumped up and down because I kept getting one-year visas. It's hard to. It must have been hard. It's hard to have stability when. And if you, I don't know what your plan is, but if you decide for your PR, your permanent residency, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you know now. It's very anticlimactic. Oh really? Because you, you'll be here for such a long time. You're like, yeah. Oh, oh great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> now I don't have to work. I still have, but I've got it though. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Though, so. Okay, so let's let's uh, anything you, that's coming up that you want to promote. Besides, I know you have your uh, gallery thing, yeah. in Shibuya, right? Tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's um, nearly. It's finishing on Tuesday. Okay. Um, no, not really. I guess just like I just want to keep doing workshops mm-hmm. and keep facilitating like a community. And then, and the easiest way for me to do that is through Tokyo Weekender because we have such a great reach there. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, a Tokyo Weekender party coming up on August fourth. It's Matsudi. Hey, you guys are start doing those. This yeah, we're yep. doing some yep. awesome parties. They like, packed out every time. Last last party we had the rock and rollers from Yoyogi, the Strangers. They did a um, the rockabilly, yeah, yes. the rockabilly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did a performance mm-hmm. and which was super cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and basically, I just um, honestly like my next steps. I kind of want to um, just keep exploring Japan by car. I just got my driver's license. So. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I think what you're doing and and don't don't be so modest. You're you're a badass. Aww. you're a badass with photography and like keep on, keep going. I like I like your stuff. I, I wish to see more videos from you because yeah. I think you're, yeah, I just think you should just make a short film. I would love that. Yeah, you know? I would absolutely love that. So, but like, um, and I don't know what I can do to help out, but. Hmm. Oh, like, thank you. Let me, you know, let me know. Totally. Know. I'm just uh, living the OG Shitamachi uh, life right oh, I now. Love that. I love the <laughs> hiding, life. hiding out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Help me with audio. The hardest thing about videography is audio. Yes, you gotta have a really good sound mixer. Yeah. So difficult. That's yeah. the that's the thing that I really don't know. I'm trying okay. to train myself on that. Okay. So. There, I know some people. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, this audio sounds rubbish. <laughs> 
Well, well, I'm glad this uh, quota has been fulfilled. An Aussie to the pod. The Aussie. And Lisa, thank you so much for thank coming Thank you for having on. me. No problem, no problem. That was and, so uh, fun. I know, I know. Oh, I'm glad, actually. Yeah, super fun. <laughs> okay, okay. Thanks for letting me talk. Let's uh, finish our drinks. All right. Catch okay. you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Before I say goodbye, dear listeners, I have to do a serious deep apology. Lisa was not the first Aussie on my podcast. I want to say hello to my old friends, Jessica and High win of Notes and Nomads. They were one of my earliest guests on this podcast, and uh, I basically shot myself in the foot, and I just lost my bit, and it's making me going from a high place to a low place, groveling by myself. But anyways, yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> that was really wrong. So, but either way, Lisa is still another rad Aussie friend of mine now, so. You are listening to Made in Japan, conversations with Meljo Catalan. Uh, I want to say another thank you to Lisa Knight for coming on for the pod. And uh, if you are interested to see Lisa's photos and film, go check out her Instagram at Lisa in Japan. For more information, questions, comments, and concerns, you can email me at japanmademepodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on the gram and Facebook at Made in Japan Podcast. Thank you all for listening and I'll be back again in the next episode. Till next time, peace out. <laughs>